Welcome to the Authentic and Unapologetic Podcast. My name is Chloe Taylor, and I created this podcast to inspire you to live a life empowered and standing tall in your own authenticity. Because when you do this, you give everyone around you the courage and the strength to do the same. So get cozy and join me as I share my journey and guide you to living your best, most authentic life unapologetically. friends and welcome back to the podcast and or channel depending on where you're listening link is always down below if you're on the podcast a link to the video will be down below and if you are on the video a link to the podcast will be down below so however you'd like to listen to it it is available for you today I want to talk to you about how I manifested my life partner at this time and really what I kind of had to go through to get to that point. Now, I am someone who is incredibly blessed to have basically manifested my life partner literally when I was like 16 years old. And technically before that, because we knew each other before that. And me, and I say my life partner, he is my husband, but I just prefer the term partner. I don't know why. Um, but my partner and I have been together for like, I think it'll be 12. It's been, it's 12 years this year. And we've been married for seven of those years. And I want to share kind of my story into finding that and how even without at the time really knowing about the law of attraction and manifestation, how that actually played a really significant role in how we got together. So we have to take it way back <laughs> to like age, I think 15 for me technically to really start this story. And this is kind of more of a story time episode and I literally have no notes. So if this is like a run on episode, I'm very sorry, but I'm just going to tell you my story and what I did and how I got there and why I truly do believe that if you feel like you're missing love in your life, there is a way to bring it into your life. And it does start with you. So I was about 15 years old. I was dating a boy and I don't even think I'm going to give his real, well, I mean, I can, I don't really care. Like he's off doing his own thing, living his own life. We don't really have any ties together. It's really not a big deal in my opinion. Um, I was dating this boy named Ryan. And when I tell you that I was the most insecure, I mean, I think we were all super insecure at that age. Most of us anyways, I was the most insecure girl. Like, let me break it down. Number one, Girl, I'm handicapped. Uh, if you didn't know that about me, I have hip and knee dysplasia. Let me know if you would like to see an episode on that where I can talk a little more about like what that's about and why that happened. But I was born that way. I have hip and knee dysplasia, so I can still like walk and run a little bit. It's not necessarily the most comfortable thing for me to run. And uh, I have a little bit of a limp when I walk. And so I was handicapped. So that already like mega low self-esteem right there. Um, every boy that I ever liked, and I apologize to my best friend at this time, because we've even talked about it since then. We're still friends. Uh, and I know that it wasn't intentional. Like we have totally, it's not even a big deal. This is so water under the bridge, <laughs> but my best friend at the time, definitely like we called it twat swatting back in that time, not cock blocking because we're girls, but twat swatted me like every boy that I ever liked at that age, 
my best friend would end up dating. And I don't even think it was truly intentional. Like I said, this isn't about that today. Um, it wasn't an intentional thing. Like, I think I also loved or liked any member of the opposite sex at that age that moved. So um, when I started dating this boy, Ryan, I had met him through another friend. And to me, he was like so gorgeous. He had these beautiful green eyes. He was like six foot tall and super like skinny. And he was a member of the same church that I was really actively in. And like, it was just so perfect. Now I'm a Cancer Venus and a Cancer Mars. So not only am I attracted to really like sensitive, like Ebo boys, but I also am like so enamored with the idea, like I wanted to get married. That was like, even my husband now, my partner now, I literally wanted to marry him at like age 18. Like I always knew that when I fell in love, it was going to be very serious that I was going to marry that person. And so mind you, 15 year old me dating this boy, I literally thought I was going to marry him. I was 15. Like I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It absolutely happens. <laughs> But I was 15. <laughs> when I look back on it now, I'm like, oh, my God, Chloe, you had no conception of love at the time. And I do want to say something to any of my younger listeners. What you think is love right now at your age, it is love. Like, I think love actually evolves over time. And so what you think is love now, it is love. It is real. And don't let anybody else tell you that it's not. What I perceived to be love at that age, it was love. It was just a different kind of love. And the love that I have now between me and my partner is so much different. And it's it's better, honestly. But that's for my life and for me to decide. Um, so <laughs> this boy. Um, I was also very like... At this point in my life, I did everything my parents told me. I was, like, a really good girl. Um, I was very, like, super diehard Mormon at the time. And I just couldn't conceive the idea of why anybody would want to, like, disavow their parents. Or, like, not disavow, but, like, dishonor their parents or be, like, bad, I guess. And I also come from a family where there is like a lot of drug abuse and alcoholism. And so that was something that was like, I couldn't tolerate that. Like I was the only at that time in my family who had never like, I just didn't do those things. Like I had no desire to drink, no desire to do drugs. I never snuck out of the house. I never like literally my parents knew all of my friends. They always knew where I was. Like there was no, like I truly, I wasn't very good with school. Like I didn't care about school and I did get really bad grades, but outside of like school, that was like pure laziness. And I also just like didn't care about the subjects that were being taught. But outside of school, like I was a really good kid. Um, and it was true. Like I wasn't just like fooling my parents and laughing behind their back. Like I really was that kid. And so when I, when I started dating this boy, I felt like we were really on the same track, you know, and I, and he was so pretty. Like to me, I could not believe that somebody that I thought was as pretty as him was interested in me. I couldn't believe it. Like to me, I was so highly insecure about myself that I was like, oh my God, somebody that I think is like mega 10 level attractive is interested in me and I couldn't handle it. Like 
that to me should be problem number one. Like, I'm not saying don't date people who are attractive, but like, if you feel like that person is like beyond your reach, like it's not healthy. It wasn't healthy for me to have that because I would have bent over backwards for this boy. And he was my first like real love. So like literally I used to bake this guy sugar cookies every week. I'm not joking. Like roll out the dough by hand, decorate them. Like, oh my God, Chloe and Ann, or I said, Andrew, that's my husband's name. Chloe and Ryan, like I have never been so lost in somebody else ever, not even with my current partner ever. I've never lost myself so hard. And so this boy come to find out, here's where the problems start happening. We dated for six months. That was it. Six months. Literally, I think to the day, it was like a six month relationship. And in those six months, he, without saying too much, because I think that's up for him to really talk about his own life if he ever wanted to share it, he got like heavily into drugs and drinking and smoking. And to my little Mormon baby heart, I was like, oh my God, this is like a cardinal sin. Like I cannot be with someone who wants to do these things. And to me, I had such a piss poor conception of people and relationships and love that I couldn't understand why he wouldn't quit for me. I could not understand that. And now like my husband and I don't do drugs or smoke. We like the alcohol sometimes, but like if my husband wanted to do drugs, I would not be down with that. He would literally have to get out of my house. But if he wanted to like smoke cigarettes, which he wouldn't because he has terrible asthma. But if he did, like, I don't care. Like, that's so his decision. But I feel like at this point, I couldn't understand why he wouldn't do it for me. Like, I was so obsessed with him. I couldn't understand. He wouldn't just like comply and be as in love with me as I was with him. It was a very much like a control thing. Now, mind you, this boy never came over to my house. We never went on real dates. He would tell me that his parents wouldn't let him date. And so I think he used me as a cover a lot, if I'm honest. Like he would have to tell you that himself. I don't know that for a fact, but I feel like when he would sneak out and like do things with his friends, like drugs and stuff, I felt like he would use me as a cover sometimes. Um, and there is kind of evidence of where that would be true. I definitely tried to manipulate this guy into a lot. Like I was so toxically obsessed with him. Like I would try to manipulate him to just like conform and be better. Like it was so gross. Like I don't want all y'all to think that I was totally a saint in this. Like, no, nah, I've tried to manipulate this situation a lot. Like I remember telling him that I was, would like buy him an iPod shuffle if like he would just like not smoke. Like I tried to manipulate it out of him so hard because I just couldn't understand. I was like, I'm doing everything right. Like I make this guy cookies. I do anything he asks. I would bend over backwards for him. I would do anything. And like he could literally do the smallest thing and put in the smallest amount of effort and I would just forgive him for anything stupid that he had done. And I think really the straw that broke the camel's back for me with this relationship without going into all of the details. And I'm sorry if I'm, if it feels like I'm being like too closed off about it. But again, I do feel like a lot of that is his responsibility. Like if he really wanted, like literally if my ex reached out to me tomorrow and was like, Chloe, I want to make a video on your channel and talk about it. I think I would let him. I would be like, all right, let's do it. 
I would be like, all right, let's freaking do it. Like he could literally tell me tomorrow, but like we don't follow each other anywhere and we're pretty like, like we don't even have each other's phone numbers. Like it's not like that. <laughs> but literally I would let him share his side if he was actually interested. But I feel like there was just a lot of toxicity between the two of us. And to me, I thought it was love. Like literally I thought this was love. I thought that relationships were supposed to be like this. Um, no, he was actually a huge asshole. I was also a manipulative little brat. Like it was a lot of toxicity back and forth. And he was also a cancer. <laughs> um, so it kind of was hilarious in honest, in all honesty, he was a cancer son and I'm a cancer Mars and Venus. Like it's so appropriate. Um, it's so appropriate that I would have fallen for someone like that. But basically I ended up breaking up with him. The straw that really broke the camel's back was he would tell me like, I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to do these things. And then I would get mad when his little like friends that like to do drugs would come up and look for him. And I, I straight up was like, he doesn't do those things anymore because I believed him. And the straw that broke the camel's back was when I had proof that he actually did still do drugs and do those things after he told me and promised me he would not do them. And I couldn't still to this day, I think there's this little childhood part of me that's still pissed about that because like, it's one thing to make a fool out of me just to me. But when I go to bat for you and you're in my corner, like, and you're like in my circle, it's hard to get in my circle. So when you're in my circle, I will protect you with my life. And when you're out, you're fucking out. So <laughs> the fact that I went to bat for him in a way that I thought was true. And then I found out that he had lied to me and made a fool of me. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was like, I cannot put up with this. Like if I continue to stay with him, I'm going to end up doing drugs. I'm going to end up going down this path. And because I have family members that do those things, I've seen what that does to people's lives. I have lost a sister to a drug overdose, like not at that point in my life, but I've seen what those things do. And so I have no interest in drugs whatsoever. So I broke up with him. He had the audacity to tell people that he broke up with me. Not true. Um, I broke up with him. It was hard. I still wanted to be with him. It was so stupid. It was so stupid. It was so stupid. And this was like probably the most depressed. Well, no, nah, I've been through like two really bad depressions in my life. And that was one of them. Like my parents took a family trip to Hawaii that summer and I stayed in the room the whole time. I was in Hawaii and I stayed in the room the whole time. Like I was such a mess. Like I would cry every day in class. I was so dramatic. Like we weren't even, it wasn't even serious. Like he treated me like shit and he knows it. He apologized like a year later and he knew it. Um, he treated me like shit. And I, I just, I was so sad. I lost like 30 or 40 pounds in like a month and a half. It definitely triggered an eating disorder. Like there was so much wrong at that time in my life. And I don't think it was until like seven or eight months later that, and this mind you, we weren't ever on again, off again, like maybe once, but we like, I still like kind of kept in contact with him and I still wanted to be with him. Like I have journal entries from this time where I was just so, the only way I could explain it is obsession. I was obsessed. And so 
like eight months later, school, like summer had already happened. School was back in session. Like I broke up with him right before summer started when I was 15. And so summer started, summer had happened. School started again. And I don't know what it took. I'm sure I could probably dig up some old journals and actually pinpoint it specifically, but I got to this point, and this is where the law of attraction comes in, where I was so just done with my own shit. I was like, I'm done crying about this. I'm done being sad about this. And there were a couple other boys that like I kind of flirted with at the time. Like there was one boy that actually did like me. And then I kind of started to catch feelings for him. And then he told me it was too much for him. Like to this day, me and this boy don't speak. Like there is some bad blood there, even as adults. Like I don't really know exactly what happened. And if you're out there listening, you know who you are. Like don't contact me. Um, that's one that I'm a little bit bitter about because I'm that person that like wants to be a friend to everyone. And so when people don't give me the time of day, I just, I want to like, I always want to work it out. Like, even if we're not buzzing buddies, I hate it when there's bad blood between me and someone else. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so uncomfortable. Um, so that, and then there was another boy that I liked that ended up liking my best friend and that was a whole problem and that didn't work out. So there was like a couple little like flings in there, flings, I say in big quotes, but basically I got to this point where I was just fed up and I was like, man, I'm so tired of like chasing boys who don't care about me. I'm so tired of my best friend twat swatting me. I'm so tired of feeling like I'm not good enough for anyone. And so I just started to work on myself. And that's the, that is the truth. I started to become way more focused on myself, way more focused on how I was feeling. How's Chloe feeling? And I was very, very, very religious at the time, like probably more religious than I had ever been in my life. I really clung to God for this. And I definitely do not believe in God in the same way as an adult. Like I don't deny some of those experiences that I had, but to me, God is not the way that like modern Christianity teaches it. God is a woman. Let's be real. Um, but like, I do still have a belief in like the universe and like something beyond me. But at this time, I really believed in the Mormon God. And it is different. I feel like similar concepts to a degree, but different. Uh, and I really clung to God at this time. And I remember I would record um, and I, nobody told me to do this. I just started doing it. Um, I started recording on my phone because back in the day I had like the blackjack, which was like the blackberry. But if anybody, if, if you're old enough to know what a blackberry is, um, the blackberry, I had one that was like the knockoff. It was called the blackjack and you could record audio clips and then set those clips as your alarm. And so I started doing that. I had audio clips that were me telling me to wake up in the morning like wake up today's gonna be a great day you're gonna kill it today this is why today is so awesome god loves you like all this stuff right and honestly i was extremely happy but for like no reason i didn't know about meditation back then um there was no like i couldn't tell you why i was so happy i just was and it was all about me becoming happy with me and <laughs> When I started to actually talk to my now husband, I was 16, like a month shy of my 17th birthday. 
So mind you, from like 15, 16, almost 17. So almost like a two-year gap happened where like I think I broke up with my original boyfriend when I was already 16. Like my birthday had already happened. He was going to break up with me on my birthday. Like he was just not nice. Like I said, no bad blood. I don't hate him. Like we, he could literally call me up tomorrow if he had my phone number and like, it would be a vibe. Like it would be fine. There's no, it's so outdated that there's no, like, like I could be friends with my ex and it wouldn't be weird. Um, because we were like babies, but (laughs) basically I started talking to my now husband when I was feeling really good with me. Like I, It happened over a text message. Um, Me and my now husband, his name's Andrew, so I'll call him Andrew for the rest of the video. Andrew, he basically, we had known each other since like the eighth grade, which in the U.S., depending on where you are, it goes kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Then you go, that's like elementary school. Middle school goes six, seven, eight. Some Elementary schools have sixth grade attached as well, but mine did not. And then high school is 9, 10, 11, 12. So um, basically with my husband, we had been, we had known each other since like eighth grade. I did not like him. Like I remember telling someone once when they asked me um, if there was anyone in the school I wouldn't date, I said him. I was like, no, this guy is a douche. Like when I broke up with Ryan and I was so heartbroken crying in class every day, we had classes together. And I remember him telling me, see, I told you it was never going to work out. And he was going through his own like parents divorce at the time. And so there was definitely some issues going on with him. Uh, and I think that that really played out in our life as people at school And, um, he also, like, I was recently, I found my yearbooks while I was cleaning my bedroom. Like I have all four of my high school yearbooks and I'm sorry about this, Ryan, if you're watching this video, Andrew's a cool person now, but in my yearbook that year that Ryan had, and I had broken up, Andrew, my husband, who was not with me like together at the time, he wrote in my yearbook, I told you Ryan was a pussy. Andrew would never talk like that now. Like he is more feminist than I am. And that's saying a lot. Like he would never speak like that now as a person, but like that should just show you like there has been growth, but yeah, he was not nice to me during that time, but I'd known him forever. And he would call me sometimes like one year he was drunk on new year's, even though he was underage (laughs) and he called me of all people. And like, he, he would tell me like, there was no attraction between us. And we both like would tell each other now there, neither one of us was attracted to the other person like at all. And yet Andrew would tell me, he was like, I don't know. You were always nice. Like you were always good for a conversation. And I thought that was so sweet because even my birth chart in astrology talks about having like really high social intelligence. And that's something that I didn't think I had until like later in life when I was like, wow, I am actually really socially intelligent. Um, Anyways. Yeah. He would tell me I was always like really good for conversation and that's why he would call. But basically one fine day, April 6th, 2008 to be exact, uh, four, six, eight, uh, I was actually talking to this guy at the time. His name's Brandon. 
Um, he was a lot older than me. He still is. He didn't get younger. Um, he was a lot older than me, but I had a huge fat crush on him. He ended up having catching feelings for my best friend. And that day, like I was annoying. I wanted any boy to give me attention. And that day I had been texting him and he like told me to leave him the F alone or something. Like he said something really rude. He's a fucking Aries. Um, and I was like, you know what? I have more self-respect than this. I'm done. I'm not going to put up with this. But I also was feeling a little insecure again. And so I sent a text message to like three boys in my contact list that I felt like would give me honest answers. And I swear on my life, I was not fishing for a boyfriend. I swear. Like I was not fishing for a boyfriend. I was just having a really insecure 15-year-old moment or 16-year-old moment. And I sent this message to this guy, Derek, who I did have a crush on um, at the time, Andrew, and this guy, Josh, that was a mutual friend of me and my twin flame now, Hillary. It was a mutual friend of ours. And I said, hey, would you ever consider dating me? And I literally just wanted, like, data. I I wanted to know. It wasn't, would you date me because I want to go out? And all three of them took it the wrong way. All three of them were like, so Derek said, I don't remember what he said. I don't. I don't remember his answer. Um, I really don't. That's so weird. Uh, Josh said he had a girlfriend. And I was like, I wasn't asking you out. Like, And then Andrew said, I would, but I don't think we're very compatible. And it's funny because I knew that's what he would say. And I even said, I knew you would say that. I texted him back. I knew you would say that. And then his his next response was, do you want to go out? And I was like, oh, like, sure. Like, why not? Why the hell not? Like, this other guy just treated me like shit. And this person's actually, like, maybe curious. Cool. So then we got on the phone and actually, like, started talking. And um, we went on a date, like, that weekend. We also saw each other at school the next day. And, like, he – oh, my gosh. My husband's going to kill me for telling this story. He will get his redemption on this podcast eventually. If you ever want to hear from him, I'm sure we could do, like, another story time with him. But – (laughs) we like that next day, I just love to talk. I'm a Gemini moon. I'm a talker. Okay. And he's a Sagittarius sun. Um, and I'm an Aries Mercury. I'm very like, I love to talk and I I like to get loud. Uh, but (laughs) he, he and I went to like an elementary school park and we played 20 questions. It was my idea. And we just talked for like hours after school that day. And, Of course, he tried to make out with me. I was very uncomfortable. I was like this cute little Mormon girl that didn't do those things. And like my ideal was like kissing on like the third date and holding hands maybe. Like that was my – and Andrew was like full-blown make-out time. Um, So that was different. (laughs) Leave it to a Sagittarius to behave like that. Um, All the tea and all the shade. But – The rest is kind of history. Like we dated for, we got together when I was technically almost 17. It was the month before my birthday. So 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. We dated for like five and a half years, I believe, before getting married. Uh, We got married when we were 22. And 
I could probably talk a lot more about our relationship, but the main point of the story is like when I actually manifested him into my life, did I know I was going to marry him? No. I was actually so comfortable with who I was at the time. I was not going to tolerate somebody being shitty to me. I wasn't going to put up with it. And I felt like I was my most authentic self because when I started dating him, I told myself, I'm not going to make him sugar cookies every week. I'm not going to be this obsessive person. I'm just going to be myself. And if he doesn't like that, then he can hit the road. And he, interestingly enough, had gone through a very similar experience. And he felt very similar. Like he was hurting at the same time. And so we were both just like really ourselves. And I think that was why there was such an instant attraction because we didn't play games. Me and Andrew never played games. We never were like, oh, they said they were going to call and they didn't. So that means that I can't talk to them. Like I have to wait three days or I like if I said I was going to call, I called and vice versa. There was no we didn't play games. We didn't play games. I think games are stupid. And even though I'm fun and my astrology chart is so mutable and I love to like play and be childlike, like when it comes to romance, love, and stuff like that, I was very serious. Um, hello, Cancer Mars, Cancer Venus. And my husband is a Capricorn Venus. If For all y'all astrology buffs, he is a Capricorn Venus and a Taurus Mars. So we both were like, I was really always very committed, always ready to be committed to start something with someone. And I feel like because if you didn't know this, Cancer and Capricorn are actually each other's polar opposite. It's like daddy and mommy energy coming together in a relationship. And so it's actually like really appropriate. <laughs> um, and yeah, the rest is just kind of history. Like I didn't ever lose myself over him. I mean, there was definitely a time period where in every new relationship, you don't really talk to your friends as much because you're so enamored with your new romance. I feel like everybody literally goes through that. Uh, but outside of that, like, I felt like I was always myself and that was why our relationship is as awesome as it is. Did I realize I was going to find the person I wanted to spend so much of my life with? No, I had no idea that that was going to happen, but I was very, very, very tuned into me, how I felt, what I was going to tolerate, what I wasn't going to tolerate at a very young age. Like I learned very quickly <laughs> how much somebody will stomp on you if you allow them to. And I wasn't going to allow it. So, um, yeah, that's kind of it. I hope this story was interesting and that you got something out of it and you learned that you are the most important. And honestly, I believe that when we got together, it was the perfect timing. It was perfectly divinely timed because I was, again, I was just so into myself that it was, that's like, to me, that's really the big key to manifesting the right partner for you is you have to be you. Stop shaving your legs. And I mean, unless you like shaving your legs, then that's fine. But like, stop doing all these things that you think you have to do. Like, oh, I can't talk about A, B, and C until the third date. Like, no, no. If you can't, if somebody can't handle you day one being open and honest, what is the point? You know, I feel like there's so many books and talks and stories out there of like, oh, yeah, the first six months of your relationship is like holding up this facade of who you aren't really. And then the like next year you spend actually getting to know each other. And that was never something that Andrew and I did. We just always were 100 with the other person. Like, 
I farted in front of this guy so early on. Like, yeah. <laughs> to put it into perspective, like, there was no stone left unturned. And, yeah, that was just kind of it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you got something out of it. Remember to be you. Don't let no man, woman, or anyone in between come between you and yourself. And uh, really, it's about self-love. So if you want to hear more about this, maybe we can try to get my ex on the podcast. That would be hilarious. Like, that would be hilarious. I think we could do it, though. I think it would be fun if we could get him to come onto the podcast. I would totally want to do it. Um Maybe we can get my husband on if you have any questions for him. So let me know. Head to the YouTube channel to leave comments for that. And uh, I will catch you in a future episode of the podcast. Bye. Mwah. If you felt seen, heard, and understood by today's episode, please remember that this podcast is designed from a YouTube channel. Most, if not all of the episodes are actually audio from sit-down videos of mine on my YouTube channel that I have linked down below. Over there, you will find videos that range from tarot, these sit-down chats, and everything else that I believe will light you up from the inside out. This, my social media handles, and so much more are listed in the show notes below. Please never forget that when you stand up in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I'll talk to you all next week. Mm -hmm.